Hey, y'all. I am just finishing up working on a book called Ageless Aging with my client, Maddie Dykdwald. Look for it to come out next May. Working on this book has taught me so much about getting older, and so much of it is really good news. I'm sharing that good news about aging in this week's replays. I hope they help you get pumped about what's ahead. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. This week on the podcast, I'm taking a look at aging and the simple but powerful things we can do to make our getting older experience better on many levels. And today I'm talking with someone who is a leading voice for women on rethinking their attitudes toward aging and embracing some new tools and strategies to make aging just a new phase of life and not something to dread. Tamsin Fadal is my guest today. Tamsin is the evening news anchor in New York City and so much more. She's also the host of the Broadway show and travels around the world with UNICEF to report on their work supporting women. And Tamsin's an influential voice on aging. She shares facts, stories, and tips for women 40 and up on her Instagram, which I will link to in the episode notes. She is a fantastic follow. (laughs) Tamsin, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I listened to your podcast and I'm trying to be a better person, but I'm really excited to be here. As a news anchor, you've been in the public eye since your 20s. And I know from your Instagram feed that you recently turned 50. So what has that been like? Have you felt the pressure of ageism being in such a public career? You know, it's funny. I, um, I anticipated ageism. And I think I anticipated it more than it actually happened. But, you know, I see it every once in a while. I mean, I get comments that are not always nice. I read a couple of them last week on my uh, on social media. But I thought, you know, with all the things that are out there, just to get a couple of them, I'm okay with that. But, you know, I, I think it was more in anticipation of it because uh, for a long time, I was told after, you know, I hit about 45 years old that I was aged out of the career. So I think starting at that time, I was always thinking like, oh, gosh, this is the last year they're going to want me. And luckily that has not happened. And so I'm, I'm hopefully we're turning <laughs> to a tide a bit, but I really think that there's a lot, lot more work that has yeah. got to be done. It does seem like things are changing. And I think that's so interesting that you s- describe it as anticipating aging out of your career, because in some ways, well, in a lot of ways, we internalize ageism and we don't even realize that we're doing it. I'm curious, mm-hmm. have you noticed other ways that you, or just sort of internalized aging Oh yeah. I, I mean, I you know, like one thing and I, and I caught myself the other day because somebody said to me like, Oh my God, you look so good for 51. And I went, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Trevor. And then I walked away and I'm like, wait a minute, what's 51 supposed to look like? And so I it really enraged me a little bit at myself too, because I thought, wow, we're so used to it. We don't even hear mm-hmm. what we're saying to each other. 
and what we're accepting and what we're receiving. And so I think that I really try and look, we all have it in us, right? We all have the like, oh my gosh, I'm too mm-hmm. old to wear that. I'm too that. But I'm really trying to not think of my uh, myself in this category of what I have visualized. You know, we, we all come with these preconceived notions of things of what I have visualized it at fi- what 51 is going to be or 52 is going to be. And so I've tried to move that um, aside and almost say, give myself a restart. Like, okay, remember how you felt when you were 30 years old and you had the next 20 plus years that you were looking ahead? Okay, you're 50 and 50, you have another 20 years ahead. So start thinking about those. And so that's sort of how I'm looking at it because I, I turn and I look at somebody who's 70 and they're doing incredible things. I sat next to um, somebody who has been an idol of mine for a long time and she's 65, mm-hmm. Katie Kirk, and she's 65 years old. And I'm like, Oh my God, I thought we were the same age. So she, you know, she's an incredible force. And and I look at that and I'm like, oh wow, we have time and we're going to be able to do incredible things. Like age is not a, a factor like it was when we were, you know, 50 That's years right. old, 20 I mean, years our, ago. Women are living, you know, our life expectancy as well into our 80s. So even at 50, which can be this, yeah. seem like this big, scary number when you're staring it in the face, there's three plus decades after that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm been 50 and 65 are like the same age to me now. And I think that we're going to keep adding on to that. And so I'm excited to one, be supported by other women that are, you know, in this category that are, are open to speaking out about it and to truly feel it and not just put up a meme, you know, like I don't ever want to be the girl that like puts up a, a video. It's like, oh yeah, you do it girl. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, I don't feel this way. Really. I want to be the person that's actually mm-hmm. living what I'm writing. And so that's, I That's what that. I'm trying to I do. I mean, I love how you are doing that not only for yourself, but you're sharing it with other people so that we can kind of check our preconceived notions of what aging means. But I'm curious, do you have advice for what yeah. listeners can do? Oh, I'm assuming are mostly women, but not necessarily to counteract yeah. the ageism in our culture because it's pretty baked in. It's very baked in. I mean, first, I think you need to listen for it. You know, I, I think that the, everything is a conversation, right? And I think that. You have to listen for it. And and I think that if you turn those ears on and really understand what we're saying when we say to somebody, you look good for 51, what we're really saying is like, wow, 51, you know, you should not look so, you know, you shouldn't look very good and you've exceeded expectations. And I think that, that, you know, it's really the opposite, I think. I also think the conversation you're having with yourself, like you need to listen to that too. The, I'm too old for this. I don't know where I'm going next. I, you know, I feel very... um you know, this is a time where we do, and you and I've talked about this a lot, but we do a lot of pivots and we mm-hmm. we try to figure out what's next. And my podcast is coming up mm-hmm. next because I, you know, it's a play on the, you know, what I've done for a living forever and trying to sort out my next. But I, I think it's really important that we don't feel less than because we don't know exactly where we're going. And I, I think that that's been a big theme that I've noticed in this age group, maybe starting around 45 years old. So I, I think it's important to do those three things, you know, to really hear it, to hear yourself talk about it and to not feel like if you don't have it all planned out perfectly, you know, you're less than or you're not. I love that. Thank you. I have a couple more questions for you, including what you do to take Mm -hmm. care of yourself, but I got to take a quick break. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back. So Tamsin, time to spill it. (laughs) What kinds of things are you doing to maximize your aging journey? Notice I did not use the words (laughs) anti-aging. I know I try so hard. That's another one. I have uh, put a lot of stock in a few things recently. And 
they're a little different, but they come back to the whole, right? They come back to like what we're putting on our body and, and what, when we're allowing it to reset. But I have tried so hard to really focus on inflammation because that is a big, big, you know, it's one of the big tent poles mm-hmm. out there. Something a lot of people talk about, but don't really realize. And they talk about it over <laughs> a drink. So, you know, I, I, inflammation has been a, a big part of it because I think that that is an underlying cause of so many, I know, of diseases and feeling like crap, quite frankly. And I want to feel good when I get up every day and not dread my days and not, you know, run to go get antacids and and feel like I have to fill myself up with all these different supplements just to get, you know, through to the next meal. So inflammation is something that I focused on in my diet. Sleep has been a big one, has Mm -hmm. albeit hard (laughs) as I was uh, perimenopausal before I knew it and now postmenopausal and uh, sleep Mm -hmm. is difficult. You know, it's not a, not so easy, just uh, interrupted sleep and not being able to fall asleep but I've tried to put a big focus on it. And then the third thing I'm trying to do is um, give myself a little bit of a break in terms of a reset. So somebody said to me recently, I said, oh my God, I got a thousand things in my inbox I've got to get to. I've got all these emails. And then each one of those emails leads to like five more emails. I don't know how. And she said to me, what if you took all those emails and put them in a folder and you didn't see them anymore and just got to them when you could get to them? How would you feel? And I said, I'd feel like I'd given up. And she goes, no, they wouldn't be in front of you hanging over and you could do them more calmly and get each one of them done if you weren't panicking about all of them. And she said, so, you know, sometimes people get nothing done because they can't get everything done. And I went, oh, you're right. And so I did it. And it's so funny within the next, you know, it took about two weeks, but I got through all of those things. And I thought, wow. So just going back to the basics has really been important for me. And then, you know, I'm trying to, focus on how I do my makeup, less is more as much as I can, because I think the more that we lop on, more mm. it looks like we're trying to hide. I'm a big makeup person. I love it. But, and uh, hydrating, which is my challenge. Love so it. I leave that for last. Mm. I know we all have our <laughs> challenges, right? Mm-hmm. I recently discovered something that's really helping me sleep. Are you interested? Yes. What? Yes. Okay. It's magnesium oil. So magnesium is a oil. relaxant. Never heard you know, it relaxes our smooth muscles. Mm-hmm. It helps with digestion for that reason, but it also balances calcium, which is excitatory. And most of us are deficient in magnesium. But if you go to take a magnesium pill, they're like these giant chalky horse pills. I don't know. I'm pill averse. I know. But you can buy this spray. It's an oil. You spray it on your skin before you get in bed. And I'm telling you, I pass out and I stay asleep and I'm even having dreams again. Also postmenopausal over here for what that's worth. Wow, that's great. No, I was just hearing about dreams. And a lot of times we suppress our dreams with the different things that we're doing, either not sleeping enough, either masking it with um, different kinds of ways to fall asleep, whether that's alcohol, whether that's too much caffeine, whether that's uh, CBD. So I I think that that's incredible. Yeah, give it a shot. I like that. I found it on Amazon. I don't know. I just looked at the magnesium sprays and I looked at the reviews and that's great. I'm super into it. You just have to Put it on early enough so that it doesn't just immediately get wiped off on your sheets because we don't want that. (laughs) So we only have a couple of minutes left, but I'm curious to hear your perspective on this question, which is what do you see as the benefits of getting older? I don't think we talk about these enough. Oh, the benefits of getting older. Yeah, I guess a couple of things. I think that I'm more appreciative of every day because I I don't, you know, I, I know that (laughs) <laughs> I'm further down the line and I realize how quickly mm-hmm. everything went by and I don't want these years to go quickly. So I appreciate that knowledge. 
I like the fact that I'm a little less worried about mm-hmm. what everyone thinks of me. I still compare because I think we all do that. And anybody that says they don't is like, mm-hmm. wow, you're very lucky. But I think I still compare. And so I, I wish I didn't do that. But I, I definitely think I don't care quite as much. Not, not care is not the right word. I think I'm just not as aware of, you know, oh my gosh, does this person call right. me? Did this happen? Did that happen? I just feel like things will happen in time. And I am appreciating as I get older, you know, the fact that I still feel good and I still have energy. And I, my mom didn't see past 51. My mom died mm-hmm. at the age I am today. And so I really have taken stock of that and what that means. And so I'm trying to live my someday today. You know, we, we say like, someday I'll do this, someday I'll do that. I'm trying to do it today. So I went back to school and I'm taking a course in nutrition. So I'm doing, because I'm doing things that I have been putting aside for the last five or 10 years. That's really great. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks. So for folks who would like to hear more from you, where can they connect with you? Oh, yes. Anywhere on social media at Tamsin Fidel. Um, And then also I have a newsletter there and I put that out once a week with just uh, interviews I'm doing and, or just, you know, some tips on aging and, and I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, that's it. I'm there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. I'm a TikToker since the last time we talked. So (laughs) I don't know if I'm really a TikToker, (laughs) but I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I'm having a good time. And I would love to hear from anybody who's in this stage and you know what they're going through, what their challenges or tips. I have to go sign up for your newsletter. I'm going to go do that right now. And I will include links to all your social media and your website in the episode notes. So right in your player. If you're listening, you can just scroll down under the description of what we talk about today. See the links, go click on them and follow Tamsin. And Tamsin, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for being a woman that supports because that's really important to have. Oh, thanks. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 